0: Hello and welcome to Frank Posen's Big Bad Podcast for August 14th, 2019. Don't forget to check out my blog at frankp316.blogspot.com. I haven't been doing uh, midweek blogs lately, midweek podcasts lately, but I have enough stuff that we can do one so the one on Friday is not so long. Uh, have one new video up on the blog. It is Alexa Bliss and Nikki Cross defending the women's tag team championships against the Kabuki Warriors Asuka and Kairi Sane on Monday's episode of Raw. Now, I did not expect the titles to change hands. The, the mistake in having Alexa and Nikki uh, win the ti- the mistake was having Alexa and Nikki win the titles last week, and I'll get into that in a minute. First of all, they go to a commercial 30 seconds into the match, and that always kills the crowd because they don't do anything during the break. All right? So we come back to a rest hole. The turning point of the match is when Kyrie hits Nikki with a crossbody to the floor and then follows it with her insane elbow. And then Alexa breaks it up. Now, the, f- the crowd got excited by uh, what Kyrie did, and then when Alexa broke it up, that killed the crowd, okay? And then Asuka made a big mistake following Alexa to the floor and getting run into the ring post, okay? And that left Kyrie in the ring alone. Nikki hit her neckbreaker, followed by Alexa's twisted bliss finisher for the win. At least they didn't have her whiff a punch this time, okay? Last week, someone suggested that Alexa can save the Women's Tag Team Championships because Vince cares about her. Okay, And that is the disconnect with fans. You can tell by the crowd reaction during that match that fans don't want to see Alexa wrestle because she isn't any good. And also because of her concussion history, she can't take any bumps. Watch this match. How many bumps does she take? Maybe one, two? She basically, they, you know, and, and I mean you got to understand, someone like Asuka can work the match in such a way that she, she doesn't take any bumps. You know, that's how masterful someone like Asuka is. Same thing with Kairi. Okay? And, and, you know, they're not even getting a heel reaction for her because they aren't booing. They're just sitting there and they're going, I don't want to watch this girl. You know, they don't want to watch her anymore. She can't work and because of her concussion history, she can't work. Anyway, she was better this week because she didn't do much, all right? But I don't know how long the WWE can present this tag team as champs with no reaction, okay? Eventually, this team will split up when Nikki catches on to Alexa's deceit, but of course, that probably should have happened already, and honestly, the angle makes Nikki look like a dope, all right? which I don't like. I mean, she's a really good wrestler. deserves better than what she's getting here. Maybe she doesn't look at it that way because, you know, they're champs right now, but she's wrong. And now, as I said last week, uh, don't be surprised if the Iconics regain the titles when they return as the WWE is touring Australia in the fall. So anyway, check out the video. It's up on my blog. Uh, like I said, I, it, it was about what I expected. Okay, now we got some new fight announcements. Oh, first of all, we had a fight last night We had a fight last night on the um, We had a fight last night on the Dana white contender series All right, and I want to talk about that just briefly. Uh, I don't have the video for it I don't expect it to get posted Okay uh, but uh, the fight was at bantamweight, uh, Sarah Alpar versus Shanna Young. I did watch the fight, and uh, uh, Sarah uh, won the fight with a um, second-round rear naked choke. Um, I, I'd seen Shanna before. I had not seen Sarah. And um, I, I actually thought Shanna might have won the first round. Just It was a very close round, and uh, it was kind of a back-and-forth. But Sarah definitely uh, got the... Uh, the uh, rear naked choke in the second round. And she got uh, uh, the contract offer. Now, the one thing I noticed about Sarah when I was watching the fight is to me, she looked like she should be a flyweight. You know, she's fighting a bantamweight and I think she's fought most of her career at bantamweight. But um, to me, she looked like she might be more suitable for flyweight. I mean, I don't know how she'll do there. You never know. But, um, I mean, Shanna... Uh, was much taller than her, Shannon's about 5'7", Sarah's 5'4", so uh, I would, and, and in looking at her I don't think dropping another 10 pounds is that big a deal, big of a deal. So it's interesting to know that, I mean I was thinking that when I was watching the fight and it was reported this morning, um, uh, she did an interview with uh, MMA Junkie, and it was reported this morning that uh, uh, UFC president Dana White told Sarah that uh, she, got, she gets the contract on the condition that she drops to flyweight. So great minds think alike, I suppose. But to me, it was pretty clear that she should be fighting at flyweight. I thought that, uh, I I don't know if she'd have trouble at uh, bantamweight or not, but I mean, maybe she can fight at both, I don't know. But she agreed to uh, drop down to flyweight, so that's what she's gonna do for her next fight. Okay, we got some new uh, uh, fight announcements and stuff like that. Uh, The first one is from the other day, the UFC announced that uh, UFC on ESPN Plus 19 uh, will be October 12th at the Amelie Arena in Tampa, Florida. So Joanna Radjicic versus Michelle Watterson at strawweight will be the main event. And in a strawweight bout, Mackenzie Dern will face Amanda Ribas. Now, these fights have been known about for a while, but the UFC just announced the location uh, last week, last Friday. Uh, It was thought that that show would be uh, on the West Coast in San Francisco. and uh, So I knew about the fights, but uh, we now know where it's going to be. Now, of course, Joanna is the former UFC strawweight champion. She is from Poland, and she trains an American top team in Florida. After dominating the strawweight division, uh, she has lost three of her last four fights, including a loss to UFC flyweight champ Valentina Shevchenko. So Joanna is a kickboxer with excellent takedown defense. I don't think she punches as hard or is as aggressive as she once was. And without those things, Joanna is just another points fighter. Okay, Uh, Michelle is very popular because of her looks and sex appeal. She ain't called the karate hottie for nothing. Her biggest problem is she is an atom weight trying to fight at straw weight. Okay. And remember, Joanna is big enough to fight at flyweight. So that is a big problem for Michelle. So she's on a three-fight winning streak, but Joanna is a big step up in competition level. I just don't see Michelle overcoming the size difference. Okay, Mackenzie Dern is 26 years old, originally from Phoenix, but she trains at Black House and Checkmat in Los Angeles. Her MMA record is 7-0, and but she is a Brazilian jiu-jitsu champ. She's a whiz. Now, she is returning uh, from pregnancy leave. Now, she's had trouble making weight, so I am surprised the UFC is letting her fight at strawweight. Amanda is 25 years old from Brazil. Her record is 7-1. and Amanda signed with the UFC in 2017, but at a positive drug test sidelined her until it was proven to be a tainted supplement. Now, she finally made her UFC debut in June with a win over Emily Whitmire. This is a big step up in competition for Amanda, and if she wins, she's going places, but it ain't gonna be easy. So I'm actually looking forward to that one. I think it'll be a pretty good fight. Pretty good fight. And um, let's see, what else do we have here? we got a couple more. Uh, just have to find it. Okay. Oh yeah. All right. The uh, UFC Brazil Twitter account announced that Jessica I versus Viviani Araujo. I'll get that right someday. Has been added to UFC 245, December 14th at the T-Mobile Arena in Las Vegas. And this fight will be at flyweight. Of course, last time we saw Jessica, she was knocked out by a Valentina Shevchenko head kick. So now what? Well, she's still ranked, so the UFC can use her as a gatekeeper. Jessica now lives in Las. She's originally from Cleveland, of course, but she now lives in Las Vegas and trains at the UFC Performance Institute. Viviani is 32 years old from Brasilia, Brazil. Her record is eight and one, and she is two and zero oh in the UFC. Viviani is a former Pancrase champ at strawweight, okay? So she's moved up to flyweight, and she was dominant in her two UFC fights, and uh, Viviani beat Alexis Davis in her last fight. So I would say, you know, Jessica is at a similar competition level. And another thing is that when she was in Pancrase, Viviani beat Emi Fujino, so she's a pretty good fighter, too. So the idea is that Jessica is ranked higher than Alexis, right? And if Viviani can beat Jessica, maybe she's ready for a title shot. So look, Liz Carmouche only got a title shot because the UFC didn't have anyone else other than Katlyn Chukagian, who was probably worse than Liz. So they really need Viviani to step up. And we'll see if she can do that. Okay. Okay, so uh, yesterday, it was uh, um, Rafael Mourinho of Combat reported that Estela Nunez is out of her match with Angela Hill due to a positive drug test. Uh, Ariani Carnolosi will replace her. This will be at UFC on ESPN Plus September 21 at Arena Ciudad de Mexico in Mexico City. Ariani confirmed this on Facebook. Uh, Ariani is 26 years old from Sao Paulo, Brazil. Her record is 12 and one. She was supposed to fight on last weekend's Uruguay show, but her opponent Taylor Santos dropped out due to a back injury. The UFC decided not to replace Taylor, and instead uh, they could have brought in another Brazilian, but they decided instead to rebook Ariani. And it really doesn't change anything for Angela. She has lost three of her last four fights. She needs a win, and this one. Probably will not be easy. Okay. All right. We have one more here. All right. Ryan Gerbosi of Newsday in Long Island reported this morning that Katlyn Chukagian versus Jennifer Maya has been added to UFC 244 November 2 at Madison Square Garden in New York City. I expect whoever wins this fight to get a flyaway title shot. But I also expect this fight to be a snoozer. I would prefer neither to get a title shot. Caitlin is 30 years old, originally from Philadelphia, but she now lives in Long Island. Her record is 12 and 2, and 5 and 2 in the UFC. Mark Henry has taught her this keep-away fighting style that is designed to win close decisions. So if her opponent dances around with her, Caitlin has, Caitlin has a good chance of winning the fight. The fight can go either way, too, because, you know, Jessica, I beat her by decision and got that title shot. Now, in her last fight, Catelyn beat Joanne Calderwood, and Catelyn has been trying to get a title shot ever since. Of course, the UFC knows her fighting style is boring, so they gave the title shot to Liz Carmouche, who performed worse than maybe Catelyn would have. Now, Jennifer is 30 years old from Curitiba, Brazil, Uh, She trains at shoot box. Her record is 17-5-1 and 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 2-1 in the UFC. She is a former Invicta flyweight champion. Jennifer is a boxer, but she has no power, and she's not very aggressive. Uh, Neither of them have finished a fight since 2016. I am expecting a dull fight with three rounds of light sparring ending in a split decision. I believe fighters should deliver exciting fights and entertaining fights, and these two don't do that, so... Don't like to fight for that reason. Okay. Uh, one other thing I wanted to mention, even though I'm not planning to write about it, and that's that um, uh, Paige Van Zandt announced yesterday that she is planning to fight out her UFC contract and um, see what what she can get. And the thing I will tell you right now is her. I guess is she married now? I think it's her fiance still. Uh, Austin, uh, what's his name? Austin Cummerford. He's under contract to Bellator, so <laughs> where do you think she's gonna go, right? And so we were—I t- was talking about this with a couple of people uh, a while back uh, about uh, Paige. First of all, just to point out that we haven't seen her in a while because she's had a serious uh, in- problem with her arm. I think she's had like three surgeries or something like that. But, anyways, the point is, is what, what some people were trying to tell me, and this was a, a few months ago, is that oh uh, Caitlin is, uh, uh, Paige still has sex appeal. Okay. And, 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 you know, you can use that sex appeal on shows. And the thing I, I have been trying to point out to people, and they just don't seem to get it. And that's that the UFC's ESPN plus deal really has changed a lot of that. Okay. Because, uh, um, it, you know, it used to be, uh, UFC, uh, uh, pay-per-view buy rates were important. OK, because, uh, uh, you know, some fighters got paid a percentage depending on the the buy rate and that sort of thing. And the other thing is that uh, they used to have a lot of shows on Fox and a lot of times they would use certain fighters on Fox to draw in casual fans. Paige Van Zandt being one of those fighters. But that's not really the case anymore. OK, they don't need her to do that anymore because uh they're getting paid. Uh, UFC is getting paid a base amount for all pay-per-views because what ESPN is trying to do is get subscriptions to ESPN Plus. So there's no there's no uh, you know negotiating with cable companies or anything like that, or, or negotiating uh, buy rate percentages or stuff like that. I, things are just different now, and also they're not on Fox anymore. They have occasional shows. On ESPN okay like maybe a half a dozen and most of the shows are on ESPN plus they have not had any shows on big ABC and I don't expect any I don't expect any so the value that Paige Van Zant's sex appeal brings to the table is minimized from what it used to be all right and the bottom line on her is she's just not that good a fighter you know, plus, as I said, her fiancé is fighting for Bellator. So I fully expect Paige to fight out her contract, go to Bellator, okay, which is where Chris Seiberg is going to go too. So it's not that big of a loss, okay? You've got to understand, this new TV deal changes things significantly, and it just surprises me that a lot of fans, and even a lot of fighters, haven't picked up on this yet. The deal is different. It doesn't mean it, the stuff you guys wanna emphasize, like pay-per-view buy rates, and, you know, and, and eyeballs and shit like that, it doesn't mean as much as it did before, all right? That's the way it is, that's the way it is. Anyway, that's it for today be back on friday to preview uh this weekend's ufc show and who knows what else is going on and uh if you don't forget to check out the video that i posted frankp 316blogspotcom if you have any questions you can leave them on uh, anchor's voicemail and if you want to subscribe to the podcast you can do so at uh, google play music google podcast itunes and spotify Uh, have a good week we'll talk to you later